following is a presentation of Main Street Media, your source for news, sports, and information on Main Street in Middle Tennessee. Let me say something else, too, about Mo Patton. Mo has done it all. I mean, he's covered the Titans. He's covered the Vols. He's done high school. He's a fantastic writer. He's now actually hosting a talk show every day in Columbia that is outstanding. Mo, you know me because we've covered high school sports for years together. Ever since I moved here, you were one of the first people I met, and I just adore you. Tis the season to be hectic. I will say it is the craziest time of year. Everyone's like, oh, it's the most wonderful time of year. I'm like, oh, it's the busiest time of year. But I got to tell you, it's my favorite. A season full of joy and cheer. I can't tell you how many times in the middle of our show, I have sent those two fools a text and said, yo, get back on track. (laughs) (laughs) Cut their mic. But the show's just getting started. Oh, well, it is the holiday season. With the Hall of Famer Mo Patton and the Sun Drop Kid from Alabama, Chris Yow, this is Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Mmm, Sun Drop. Good stuff. It's one of the things about Tennessee that I love is you can get Sun Drop pretty much anywhere. It's not as readily available in the Southern State. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Kind of like Grapeco, not as readily available here as it is down there. Uh, but unfortunate because it's bottled by Buffalo Rock in Birmingham, so you think it would be more available. It is not. <laughs> Go figure. It's an import. It is. It, so whatever. But uh, it's it's nice to to be back here and be able to get it. Welcome in. It's hour two of the Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today Monday edition reaction monday and last night as i was walking out of my mom's house talking to my dad uh, you may want to switch that to the other field of play (laughs) dad had asked me sunday he said you know you know where bo nix is going to go everybody's projecting him like 90 percent. he's headed there and i was like i heard he was going to Ole miss and he was like, yep. I said, well, that would probably work for him. Bo Nix did not go to Ole Miss. <laughs> he, he, he pulled the old switcheroo. The old fumble rooski. <laughs> and nobody realized it. Nobody noticed it. And I don't know if it was on purpose or not. But his video with the black background that he did. Announcing his transfer portal. Wearing a Nike sweatshirt. <laughs> That's kind of interesting. Because Auburn was um, Under, Under Armour. Armour, right? Yeah. So I don't know who else noticed that. <laughs> well, even if you noticed it, I'm not sure that anybody would have connected those dots. Well, now the dots are connected. seem to be connected. Yeah. Uh, whether he did it on purpose or not, he's headed to Oregon, which is, you know, if you were listing the destinations for Bo Nix, where would Oregon have been on the list? Would not have been on the list. No matter how long the list was. <laughs> I mean, it's weird, right? I mean, it's not because they went and got a Southern guy, they got Dan Lanning. Right, right. 
So, I mean, it it makes some sense, but you until it happened, you never would have thought of it. No, it's like I said. Well, if you do beat them, I guess also join Still them. Join them. Beat them. <laughs> beat them. Then join them. Beat them and show them how badly they need you. <laughs> well, and that's kind of my question. My, one of my where are Oregon fans on this? I don't know where Oregon fans are on this because I don't. I don't know that Oregon fans know where they are on this because they probably don't know anything about Bo Nix other, other than, than he beat them. Yeah. 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 He looked pretty good against us. What two, three years ago? He's got two years of eligibility left. He's a graduate with two years of eligibility in the Pac-10. In the Pac-12. Twelve. Yes. My bad. It, you're fine. Uh, Ten, twelve, fourteen. It's all the same. Eight. It really is. Uh, there, there might as well only be ten teams in it because you know there are I, a couple who. If it was twelve pack, I think I could <laughs> wrap my mind around it a little bit better. Oh yeah. well, they no, should do that. They should. <laughs> they should just swap it. The twelve pack. It would be way smarter. Um, and they could probably get some um, some sponsorship out of it too. No doubt. On the next round with Dunaway Brown and Lance Taylor. Bo Nix has a weekly interview with them that he got with an NIL deal. Will that continue? <laughs> it, it is. It did not continue today. Typically, it was on Mondays. Uh, they did not have him on today. He told them that he wanted to go somewhere that was going to get him NFL ready. Now, you don't typically think of Oregon as being able to get you NFL ready, but Dan Lanning... From a quarterback standpoint? Right. I don't know. You got Justin Herbert, Marcus Mariota. I mean, you got a couple examples. You've got some guys. We're, we're I mean, it's Mariota been, in this in this list. He was a was number he not three drafted? Pick. I mean, he. I mean, yeah, he didn't. He wasn't the franchise quarterback, but still, he was. I, I guess. I guess whether chop liver. Whether you are, you're not going to include Marcus Mariota. I guess depends on what you call NFL ready. Well, that's my question. I mean, were, were they NFL ready? I, Herbert's been okay, but he's not been great. Obviously, Joey Harrington well, wasn't, wasn't great either, but he was in, you know, Detroit. Dennis Dixon is a uh, guy. I mean, they've they've put some quarterbacks in the NFL. Now, what they've done once they've gotten there, I don't know that that was necessarily Oregon's fault. Well, maybe, maybe not. Maybe the I think level of competition has something to do with it. I think I think Bo Nix, the competition Bo Nix played in the SEC much better correlates to the NFL, but the offense in which he will play at Oregon Did, also mm-hmm. much better complements right. the NFL. So, so it's, he kind of gets the best of both worlds. Yeah, I, I don't think the, the system per se that Auburn played or plays necessarily gets a quarterback ready for the NFL. Right. The, the competition, you're right. Yeah, but – I think he's going to get the best of both worlds. I think Oregon is a good place for him. One, he's going to be able to probably not have to run for his life every down, you know, which he was doing at Auburn pretty much for three years. Mm -hmm. And the environments that he's going to play in, the only hostile environment in the Pac-12 is his home environment, so he won't be having to worry about that. (laughs) I mean – he may not play in front of more than sixty thousand people his entire, the entire time he's there outside of week one next year, when they go to Atlanta to play Georgia. 
He may throw. not. He may not see sixty thousand yeah. people. Because UCLA I, comes to them and they don't play USC next year. So. I think what he will see though is I think he will see defensive secondaries that I won't say more closely replicate NFL secondaries in the SEC, but I think that from a secondary standpoint, he's going to see athletes that are more on par with SEC secondaries. And I think you'll have receivers that are more on par. So, you know, it, I think if getting ready for the NFL was his goal, I think he probably achieved it. I think he's getting like it's like we said. I think he's going to play in a system that is more NFL friendly than what he was doing at Auburn. Their schedule next year. Versus Georgia in Atlanta, so at Georgia. <laughs> yes. Then they come back and they get Eastern Washington and BYU at home. Mm. Okay, BYU at home, they're going to be favored, right? I would Oregon? Yeah. yeah. Oregon will be favored. Not yeah. by much, but yeah, they'll be favored. Uh, Washington State in Pullman. Favored. Not an easy place to play, but they'll be favored. Should favored. be. So they get Stanford at home. Favored. Then they go to Arizona. Favored. Then they're off before UCLA favorite. comes to town. Favorite. Favorite off, uh, in the off in the week, off too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they get UCLA at Autzen. Favorite. Then they go to... The return of Chip Kelly, huh? Yeah. Exactly. Interesting. Mm. They go to Cal. Favorite. And then to Buffalo. Favorite. Buffalo. Wow. They're playing I'm, I'm at sorry. Buffalo? I'm sorry. Colorado. Oh. I'm, the Buffaloes. My, I don't know. Plural. Why. Yes. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Yes, at Colorado. Okay, they'll be favored. Back home against Washington, Utah at home, which mm. they'll be ten and one at that point. The way Utah's oh, losing played to them. Georgia. Okay, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, should be favored against Utah. Should be depending on how. Although Utah's going to be good coming well, back, and, Utah, and the way they played and, them, and Utah has beaten them like a drum the last two times they played. But they've not played the odds in either time. That's and, true. And they've not played Bo Nix. And they've not played Bo Nix. There's that. And then they've got Oregon State at Oregon State. Who beat them this year as well, right? No. No, they beat Oregon State. They beat okay. Oregon State. So you're looking at 11-1 and one going into the Pac-12 championship game and a spot in the playoff potentially on the line. Right. Yeah. Depending on how bad you lose to Georgia. I I, I think at 11-1, though, it, yeah, they, they'll be in the mix for right. the playoff. At eleven yeah. and one, in they'll the be top so six. long as there's not a Cincinnati that's still in a bit undefeated. They'll, I, still, they'll, they'll still, still be in the mix. Six. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm just saying for to top four. As long as there's not a Cincinnati yeah. in the in the mix, they probably are are there. Well, mm-hmm. I think they'll be in position to what you're saying. If they're if they're eleven and one, they go into that Pac-12 championship, and if they win it, they should be in the playoffs. I right. think so I too. think that's to to your point. Yeah. Yeah. They'll be in that mix. They may not be in the top four at that point, but. They should be in a position that if, if something wins, right. Yeah. And if yeah. they win, probably should be enough. Win and get in. Yeah. I, I just think it's a really good place for Bo Nix to be. Uh, that's comparatively speaking. Now, here's the question. Do we do we think or do we know? I don't know. Do we think this was his decision or more of the coach's decision? Well, for him to leave, to leave. You mean? Yeah. kind of both. Uh, yeah, I think why. it was a mutual. I think it was a mutual. Well, agreement. Well, the mutual agreement was that Patrick Nix isn't going to be the off, my offensive coordinator. 
That was the agreement. <laughs> he said, I'll stay if my dad's the offensive coordinator. Otherwise, I'm leaving. That's basically what happened. And I'd say see you too. Is he going to be a coordinator at Oregon? <laughs> no. And I don't think that was part. I don't think that's the deal. Okay. I think I think the idea was the only way I can stay at Auburn is if I'm in a offense that gets me NFL ready and your it offense is built around do me. That. Yeah. Build this offense around me. Me and Tank. Yeah. Let's let's go to a single back offense and let's run an NFL pro style offense. Yeah. Now he's not gonna run that at Oregon either, but he's gonna have a better opportunity than at Auburn where it was pretty much is, option. is that what his new new coaches? Yeah, it's typically Dan Lanning runs? from Georgia. Okay. He's gonna have a he's gonna have a Georgia style offense. Of course, he's a defensive guy, so yeah. but he's still gonna run an SEC style offense in the fact. Has he named his OC? You know what? I don't know. Uh, I want to say yes, but I hope for Bo Nix's sake that he has. That's a, <laughs> uh, to make that decision before you know who the OC oh, Kenny is. Kenny Dillingham. That's it, Dillingham. Dilly dilly. Which is from Florida State. Okay. Which ironic that Florida State too. Which he was I guess he was at Oregon before, maybe? It's too soon, Chris. No. <laughs> Either way, Kenny Dillingham from Florida State headed to Oregon. Uh can't believe they would let anybody from that state even in the state of Oregon. But <laughs> right. <laughs> here they are. Uh he's Kenny Dillingham is thirty one years old. Yep. Which is he had been Florida State's offensive coordinator the last two years. Before that, he was Auburn's offensive coordinator with hmm. freshman Bo Nix. Dan Lanning and Kenny Dillingham coached at Memphis together. With Norvell? Yep. So that makes a little more sense, too. And he did have, again, freshman Bo Nix. Uh, before we get out of here, Navy Schuler. Son of Heath, headed to Tennessee from from App State. Right. Because if you're going to sit on the bench and watch, you might as well be watching SEC ball. <laughs> Reminds, tell me I'm wrong. No, I can't tell you you're wrong. <laughs> Reminds me of a story about a kid transferring from one Power 5 school to another, and his coach telling him, you can't play there. <laughs> Can't play here either, so if I'm going to watch, I'm going to go watch them. There we go. By the way, Sundrop Kid, we got a Facebook post from the Andrew Earl Moore. Uh Uh, Red Sundrop, 10 out of a 10, he says. The cherry lemon Sundrop is legit. Let's talk Titans on the other side. Speaking of Andrew, what do you say? Come back with us on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day after this. That's the Jingle Bell Ride. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Fast Stop Markets is a full-service, family-owned convenience store chain located in 14 locations throughout Middle and West Tennessee. For those in our listing area, you can find them in Columbia, Centerville, Lawrenceburg, Spring Hill, Dixon, and White Bluff. Fast Stop partners with wholesale fuel brands like Shell, Marathon, and Exxon, delivering a consistent customer experience that is fast, friendly, and clean. If it's not already, it will soon become your go-to store to shop in town or on the road. Fast Stop Markets is proud to be keeping you moving in Tennessee. 
Keep your home as comfortable as possible. If you have any issues with your air conditioner, electrical, or plumbing systems, call Lee Company. Our techs use visual findings and other technology tools to add transparency and clarity. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on the roof. We're here 24-7, so if you need us, call us. Lee Company. Call 931-548-4448 today or schedule your appointment at LeeCompany.com. That's LeeCompany.com. Hey, folks. While we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader-building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries and our OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Wonderful time of the year With the kids jingle belling and everyone telling From the Blue Raiders to the two-tone blue Covering the teams you care about. It's only on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Live from the Lee Company studio with the Hall of Famer Mo Patton, here's Chris Yow. Welcome back in Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. And we've put it off as long as we can. (laughs) The... Sunday, I don't, bloody Sunday. It, it, basically, <laughs> it might as well have been. I mean, it was an absolute just dumpster fire, folks. I, I think love, they just turned it over again a couple of minutes ago. Matter of fact, yeah. I, so I am getting ready. I had to DJ a wedding Sunday. I had to be there at two o'clock. Lucky you. So I left at halftime. Where the Titans were up thirteen to three and should have been up seventeen to three, but who am I? What do I know? <laughs> and I thought, got the ball coming out. We score here. We score again. Double up. The route is on. Except it wasn't. Field goal. Then the then a stop. And had. Pittsburgh almost scored right before the half. And so, luckily they didn't. But it's insane to me how this team can be so up and down. Mercurial, I call it. I mean, they're just... um... Inconsistent to two opposite ends of the spectrum. I mean, it's not just kind of up and down. It's like wildly up and wildly down. The fluctuations are, and it's it's 
tough to watch, and it's got to be really tough if you're really into this team. I mean, I, I like to see them do well, but I'm not. As, I, I'm not a hide the sharp objects kind of guy when they get beat. There are a lot of people out there that are. I'm not as invested as Andrew is. Andrew's right. very invested, and he is a a very big fan. And if I were him, I would be angry. Mm-hmm. I'm not because. And maybe maybe he's not as angry, or and some of these fans aren't as angry because they've seen it. So, well, some rational people <laughs> understand where we really are. Yeah, we have an offensive line who is built to run block, and our best running back is. But I, I think yesterday, if you're angry, that might be why you're angry because the run game was rolling, performing. Hmm. And Listen, then you got away from it. Every single person in Atlanta right now is ready to send Arthur Smith packing, and I'm happy to buy his ticket back to Nashville, back to BNA. <laughs> I don't understand why we're not doing this. Why are we not making a deal with the Falcons? A little trade action, maybe. Like, hey, y'all mind going ahead and get rid of him so we can have him for the playoffs? <laughs> Do it now. Do it now, would you? Because this guy... Sorry, Todd Downing. I mean, Todd Downing is supposed to be Arthur Smith light. Well, he's definitely Arthur Smith light. Light. Emphasis on the light. And it's... I mean, Deontay Foreman is not Derrick Henry, but... He didn't... He certainly looked like he might have been. Yesterday. Yeah. Let me me play a little devil's advocate. And unfortunately, I did not get to see the game yesterday. I was... uh, Traveling and then enjoying a concert yesterday. Where at? Uh, at the Ryman. Oh. Um, Amy Grant, Vince Gill, by the way, their Christmas oh. shindig, fantastic. <laughs> Somebody tweeted uh, yesterday and said, "Don't do not click on any links, any YouTube links that say Vince uh, Vince Gill Christmas songs. It's Vince Gill singing Christmas songs." <laughs> I'm like, you hush because Vince Gill Vince has Gil. a world class oh, voice. I love that. Voice, yeah. But it was a good tweet. Vince Gill is a musical genius. Yeah, look, it's yeah. Don't be de- oh, man. Don't be shaming old Vince now. It's a good joke. It's a great joke, yep. even. But I'm gonna need you to stop. <laughs> anyway, sorry. So, um, you know, all this pressure on Tannehill, and and I heard some pundits today that the Titans are who they thought they were. To take a phrase from Dennis Green, they're a one-trick pony. Derrick Henry. Which those of us that follow, I don't think is necessarily the case. I don't think that's the case at all. But that's what that's the narrative now is that Tannehill cannot lead this team without Derrick Henry. But no, you look at who Tannehill's trying to throw to. Yeah. I mean, it's not just Derrick Henry that's not on the field. No, it's not. <laughs> um, so I, I, you know, it's never as visually simple as that. Um, you know, it's unfortunate now. That, you know, I was following along in the game cast as the show was beginning, so I had my phone down. <laughs> At least I didn't have an earbud in, though. So, I love and, this British stuff. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Give him the heat, Ricky. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> big knock, Pedro, so big knock. I saw fourth and six, and they got a first down, first and ten at the Pittsburgh 10-yard line. That's what it said. And then all mm. of a sudden – 
under review. I'm like, come on, they're not going to overturn that. Oh, they. Oh, but, the reason it was first and ten is is beyond us. So anybody they, they who watched not, it, yeah, they shouldn't have had to overturn it. <laughs> okay, it so he was close. short. Wasn't yeah. even close. Okay, he was a yard so and a half I, shy. I don't know, but it was um, it was unfortunate because of that. Now, I, and I saw a couple of times where um, both McNichols and Foreman both got hurt on plays. Yep. Now I saw that they both came back. Mm-hmm. Fortunately. Uh, so I, I don't know. It's, yeah, uh, he Foreman came back, and then we didn't give it to him on fourth and six after he was gaining about eight yards of carry on the drive. Yeah, but hey, who are we in? And, and, dra- like, and dragging people with like three straight pass plays attempts yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Well, Foreman got hurt on fourth down on the fourth down before that. Okay, the fourth that one he, that he gained that he got. Yeah, yeah, he got the first down. Yeah, somebody fell across the back of his ankle. He went out, got retaped, and came back in. Mm. Anyway, it's unfortunate. But let's talk about Ryan Tannehill. Let's talk about football and other F words, which is a podcast, <laughs> an award winning Nashville based podcast, providing smart and entertaining analysis of Titans and NFL and other football topics. So, you know, they hold, they don't really, you know, they're, they're very humble over there. <laughs> hey. But sometimes if you don't toot your own horn, it don't get tooted. Yeah. <laughs> Who else is going to do it? So here's a thread. Is Titans quarterback Ryan Tannehill creating his own misery in the pocket? QB's own pressures allowed. <laughs> the pit of misery. <laughs> dilly dilly. Dilly dilly. <laughs> QB's own pressures allowed, which means times that they've dropped back and they've held the ball too long is – Ryan Tannehill is – there are how many starting quarterbacks in the league? 32. Well, I guess there's 32. He's 34th on the list. <laughs> With just five times. So he's behind two backups as well? He's, 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 he, just five times he has held the ball too long in the pocket. The percent of responsibility, Patrick Mahomes, 22% of the time that he has pressured is his fault. Ryan Tannehill, 39th at 3.4%. Wow. Okay, so give me that again. 22% of the time when Mahomes is pressured, it's his fault. It's his fault. 3.4% of the time when Tannehill is pressured, it's, it's his, his fault. fault. Okay. So that goes to show That's basically that yeah. it's not his fault. It's not his fault. <laughs> <laughs> Among quarterbacks with a minimum of 300 dropbacks, Tannehill has 2.5 seconds or less in the pocket more than half of the time. That's seventh highest in the NFL. He has he has 2.5 seconds or more in the pocket just 47% of the time, which is seventh lowest in the NFL. His average time to throw on dropbacks is 2.53 seconds, which is fourth fastest. Ben Roethlisberger at 2.28 has to get it out faster than anybody else. And Pittsburgh has been doing that yeah. for the last three years. They've been just, you know, he, he's been getting them out of, at a second and a half for two years. Brady at 2.35, Tua at 2.49, and Tannehill at 2.53. But what that means is you don't have the time for deep shots to develop. That's correct. <coughs> As we saw on the first play of the game. The very first play. I mean, if, if they block – if – Aaron Brewer blocks, even touches. If he just touches his guy, it's six points. But he didn't even touch him. Just, he, let, he just me, let, me, let me get my head up. As, <laughs> as we are continuing with major league references, stop giving yep. me this Olay <laughs> stuff. 
stuff Stuff. and get in front of the ball. (laughs) I mean, just just touch him. Mm -hmm. Well, let's unpack some of the stats that you just talked about, Chris, because it it appears to me, this is all this year, right? Yes. Now, I don't know how that compares to previous years, but it would would think so. It it appears to me, obviously, the – you know, the, the fact that the Titans has still been able to run a little bit because they don't respect the, – the defenses aren't respecting the run right now because Henry's not there, right? So they're loading up, so it makes it that much more difficult to pass because there's not that respect factor against the run. Well, All the more reason to keep running, right? So this is this is one thing. Yes, absolutely. Especially now that you have a Deontay Foreman who you, mm-hmm. who you can trust. But – and this was part of the, the, the Nance Romo broadcast in the first – I guess the first five minutes of the game, they were talking about, I think, 78% of the time last year, Ryan Tannehill faced single deep safeties. Now, it's almost always two deep safeties mm. because you don't have to worry about Derrick Henry running the football. Yep. So, when you couple the fact that there are now more defenders in the defensive backfield than he's used to mm-hmm. and – the receivers he have are trash. <laughs> He's down a couple of receivers. And, yep. and, and, and I'm not saying that they're that. I'm saying they are not. Well, there's a reason near. they weren't one and two receivers to begin well, with. Well, right. they're not. They're not Julio Jones and AJ. Yeah, Brown. correct. So most people aren't. Comparatively yeah. speaking, yeah. they're not good. Now Westbrook Akine dropped a. Uh, what might not, might not have been a touchdown, but he dropped a long pass that would have set us up for a touchdown. But that's, I mean, he's throwing to guys who aren't great. And when you have to fit balls into tight windows, you need guys like AJ and Julio who have strong hands and big bodies to shield off defenders. And they have Chester Rogers and Westbrook mm-hmm. Akine who are, you know, 6'1", 180 pounds. Yeah, he's... It doesn't work. On multiple fronts, he's dealing with a short deck. Exactly. And so... And that doesn't even mention the offensive line. Which is, is, as we just said... middle of the road at best. Pass pass blocking? Pass blocking, middle of the road at best. No, no, no. Pass blocking, they are among the worst. Okay. They are among the top... I was trying to be fair. They are... You were being nice. I mean... That's not fair. It was being nice. They're fourth worst. Yeah. They're Mm -hmm. fourth worst in the league, based on this right here. Well, those stats that you mentioned obviously correlate... Exactly to those to the to the line. Exactly. I mean, there's the, there's the no time other to way throw. to put it. Yeah. They're the fourth mm-hmm. worst le- offensive line in the league. So that tells me that this offense was built around run blockers Obviously. for Derrick Henry, as it should have been. Yes. And the Titans are in a situation where they've got to figure it out, and maybe they will. Maybe they don't have to figure anything out. Maybe they're just biding their time and hoping they get in the playoffs. Get in the playoffs, Could be. And, and it's a different game. Could be. You know, and, and I wouldn't put that past Brable either. Because why Why would you, you know, basically someone said, why aren't we not playing Dylan Redunds at, at right tackle instead of Quesenberry? Because Quesenberry is awful. But Quesenberry is a great run, run blocker. blocker. So maybe it's Brian Snicker going to Will Smith in the bullpen because when it matters, I need that guy to know I trust him. <laughs> no, when you frame it that way, it's yeah. tough to argue. I, I, really I do is. think, listen, so what are we looking at? The Chiefs are the one seed right now? Yes. Right now. Right now, a game up on the Titans. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, are a, they are a game up on the Titans and – Half a game. No, they're a full game. Yeah. And the – 
Patriots. Because they own the they own the tiebreaker over the Patriots. Well, the Patriots we own the tiebreaker over them. Correct. So so the Patriots. I mean the Patriots but and the, the Patriots Titans are nine the t- and five. Yeah, but the Patriots own the tiebreaker over, over the Titans. Yeah, and the Chiefs. Everybody. Yes, as well, and the Chiefs. Okay, so so at best we're looking at probably a second. three seed. I think the three seed is probably the most likely. Now we could get a two. Chiefs could, could lose if the Chiefs lose a game. Yeah, and we win out, then yes, we're we'll up be the to two. at least two. Yeah. And if the Patriots lose another one, then we have a chance. The Patriots are going to lose. Well, they got the Dolphins as much as we do. And the Bills. They got the Dolphins and the Bills. Now, I'm not sure the Titans can beat the Dolphins right now, although I will say that this defense is incredible. We can't, we we just talked a whole segment and, and, and griped about the offense, but can we just say this defense is phenomenal? We can. They were put into bad situations and still got half stops the entire time. They forced four field goals after turnovers, right? Nothing you can ask. Nothing more you can ask from those guys. Thank you to this incredible defense. We've got some other stuff to talk about. We'll probably talk a little bit of Titans on the top because I do have one question I want to ask, but then we'll talk college hoops as well. So stick around. Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day returns after this. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Festop Markets is a full-service, family-owned convenience store chain located in 14 locations throughout Middle and West Tennessee. For those in our listing area, you can find them in Columbia, Centerville, Lawrenceburg, Spring Hill, Dixon, and White Bluff. Fast Stop partners with wholesale fuel brands like Shell, Marathon, and Exxon, delivering a consistent customer experience that is fast, friendly, and clean. If it's not already, it will soon become your go-to store to shop in town or on the road. Fast Stop Markets is proud to be keeping you moving in Tennessee. Keep your home as comfortable as possible. If you have any issues with your air conditioner, electrical, or plumbing systems, call Lee Company. Our techs use visual findings and other technology tools to add transparency and clarity. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on the roof. We're here 24-7, so if you need us, call us. Lee Company, call 931-548-4448 today or schedule your appointment at LeeCompany.com. That's LeeCompany.com. Hey, folks. While we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader-building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries and our OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. The sports talk show you've always wanted. It's Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. From preps to pros, live from the Lee Company studio with the Hall of Famer Mo Patton, here's Chris Yow. Yeah, what's going on? Welcome back in. Woo, yeah. Gotta love it. 
JP. Yes, sir. Appreciate it. This is good stuff. Oh, yeah. So I, I hate that I didn't get a chance to listen to the Myrtle Beach Bowl and watch it. Because that's what the Marty and McGee were on the sidelines for that. <laughs> oh, man. But. And being interrupted by a football game. Exactly. Guys, we're trying to do stuff here. Um, here's a tweet from Ready CFB. Dear Myrtle Beach Bowl announcers, going, and this is, I guess, Kevin Brown and Hudson Mason that they're talking about. Going for it on fourth and two from uh, the opponent's 34-yard line is not, quote, the new analytics. It's always been a pretty much a must-go, or should have been. And someone said, don't you assume all kickers across college football can kick 50-yard field goals? <laughs> and he's like, look, even if they can, and I know you're saying this tongue-in-cheek, but it shouldn't be worth the risk unless there's no time left or doing it clinches a win. Like, you're at the 34. It's fourth and two. Go for it. You can't change field position that much. Yeah, you're kind of in that no-man's land right there. Go for it. it. I mean, it's too long for a comfortable field goal and too short to punt, and it's fourth and two. Go for it. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Always go for it. Anyway, saw a tweet earlier regarding the Titans, and I thought this was a phenomenal question. If you put this Titans offense with last year's defense or this year's defense with last year's offense, they could conceivably win the Super Bowl and go winless. This offense and last year's defense could literally not win a game. <laughs> But last year's offense and this defense would run away with the Super Bowl. And it wouldn't be close. It'd certainly be there. I mean, that's yeah, that's wild. One year. <laughs> and we thought the offense was going to be, which, I mean, again, everybody's hurt. But we thought Everybody this offense was going to be just hurt. And, you know, I've, I've seen, heck, you even just want to say that, that Julio was a bust. I mean... I don't know if you can declare someone a bust if they've been hurt. I think that's the bust, is that everyone told us his hamstring isn't going to hold up. That was the knock against not getting him was because of the injuries. I think that's why those that say he's a bust is, is because of that. Are, are you telling me? And we lost a second-round draft pick for him. So you're telling me we're we're – we, you're telling me the Titans would have been better off without Julio Jones? I, I still think it's worth it, even with the injuries he's had, because he still played some. And, you know, if, if he's healthy. And he could play some. I mean. Yeah, if he plays in the postseason, A.J.'s back in the postseason, Derrick Henry's back in the postseason. That's 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 my thing. I don't think you can consider yeah. the Titans approved they can win on the road too. So I don't think you can consider Julio Jones a bust until this season's over with and you figure out how much he did contribute or how much he was able to contribute. I just don't think that you can make that declaration as we sit here after fourteen games. And I think just his presence mo on the field with AJ Brown out there helps him because if nothing else. I think his presence on the field, whether A.J. is out there or not, is going to make a difference. Uh, because absolutely. I, I think if he's out there at all, I think as a defense you have to account for him. However that happens, which with a Westbrook Akine and some of the other guys that, that Tannehill is having to throw to can only help those other guys. So, 
I'm not ready to call Julio a bust. I'm certainly not ready to say that making the move to get him in here was a mistake. But who am I and what do I know? We needed him. We needed, I'm sorry, we needed a number one guy. Well, if not him, who? That's my, this is my question. Yeah. But I, we needed somebody who was going to step into that role. And is the number one receiver? Yeah, I'm. I'm saying. You talking well, about here's Julio? The thing. I don't think he. I don't think he was the number one. I think AJ, AJ was. was I thought. I think I'm AJ was about, the right, one. I'm talking about yesterday. We needed oh, him. Yes. We needed a number one, and um, desperately. But here's the thing, though. I don't think the Titans lost that game yesterday because Julio Jones wasn't on the field. I think it would have been easier for Ryan Tannehill to throw a seven-yard curl route to Julio Jones and think he was going to get the extra yard. I, I don't disagree but, with that, but I, I also think it would have been easier if you had turned and handed it to Foreman. I don't think that was going to happen either way, though. So maybe the, well, maybe maybe the question that's, is – Maybe that's the problem, that's the problem <laughs> Is, again, we need Arthur Smith, not Todd Downing. But that, I just think the fact that you know, a guy who's been targeted 38 times this year and has 25 receptions for 360 yards and no touchdowns is not what you expected and needed out of him. You needed more. For a second-round draft pick, you needed more. Now, would he be more productive if A.J. and Derek were in the game all season long? Absolutely. Would he be more productive if he were healthy? I think he, I think he would be healthy – if he weren't having to be the number one guy for half the season because those two guys were out. I don't think he would be straining as much, if that, that makes sense. That's a fair statement. He also wouldn't be against the number one corners. He would be against the number two Probably, corners. Probably, yep. Mm-hmm. So I, th- I think there's there are a lot of, factors that, a lot of factors that go into it. Yep. Which is all the more reason I don't think it's fair to call him a bust. I think the move was 14 a bust. 14 games. I do. I, I think the move was a bust. I guess we'll figure it out. What if, What if – if uh, Julio, the last couple of games of the, of the regular season and postseason, just goes gangbusters, he's not. And I know he's not, but he. But, <laughs> but I mean, but if he, he could, can just be a presence, if he can just convert a couple of key third downs yeah. down the stretch here and get himself ready for the postseason, and a couple and, of touchdowns and, in the red zone. I mean, would that make it worthwhile? What would make it worthwhile? Is, I mean, he's he's. I think be, he still has a chance. Is my point. He's mm-hmm. just got to be a factor. I, and I think he still has a chance to be that factor. Not Thursday. No. Also, may not be Thursday. But AJ I, AJ Brown has been designated to return, but I don't think he's going to come out Thursday either. I don't know why you would, really. Yeah, playing an NFC team. Even, well, what's the difference between second, third, and fourth? There's really not much in the in, right in the playoffs. There's really not. I mean, especially second and third are going to play each other in the semifinals. Fourth, four is going to play one. I mean, if you don't have home field advantage and you don't get that by, it really doesn't matter. You're going on the road, and you. I mean, and those I four teams are so close mm-hmm. as it is. All, all. You realize that the Dolphins are now 
like in the playoffs. There are 28 teams. I heard this morning. There are 28 teams in the NFL still eligible for the playoffs. The Dolphins <laughs> started 1-7. and seven. They're in the playoffs today. Everybody, everybody but the Texans, Jaguars, there are f- Lions, and who? That's it. I think. Oh, uh, there's one more. one more. Jets. The Jets. Yep. Two of those four are in the Titans on division, and they've lost to one of them. Two of them. Uh, they did lose. Yeah, you're right. Yep. <laughs> so the Titans have lost to two of the four teams who are no longer playoff eligible. Yep. Yeah, those are the two games that's, you got to win. That's. I mean, if you win those inspiring. two games, it doesn't matter. Right. None of this matters. Well, we've lose. had this conversation before. Yeah. If they win those two, they probably lose a couple of others that they should not have won. Probably. And but they get all evens out. Nonetheless, I mean, yeah, beating San Francisco would be great just because we need to win out. But at this point. I think beating San Francisco would be good just from a confidence, confidence standpoint. standpoint. This team needs to beat somebody. Well, I think they – if there are any – if there's any team – left, including Houston, that this defense can put up a zero with, it's San Francisco. And Jawan Jennings notwithstanding. Is that game here? And Yes. We've got San Francisco and Miami at home, and then we go to Houston to end the season. That's a good that, – that, Miami has won six in a row. They are now seven and seven, and I'm pretty sure that they are in the playoffs. They were thirteenth going into uh into this week. Nope, they're still not in the playoffs. But it's close. I mean they're, they're just outside, yeah. They're right there with Buffalo. So <laughs> go figure, man. Who are the three wild cards right now? Buffalo, Los Angeles, and Indianapolis. Mm. Again, that indie team scares scares the hell out of me. Understandably, after seeing what they did the other yep. night. So what you hope for is to be the two seed so you don't have to play the five? <laughs> right. Indy's the only team that scares me in the playoffs. Yeah. I just think there's a psychological hurdle against that team, even though we beat them twice, and I think that's – Part of it, the division rival, um, uh, you know, the, everybody else is, you know, I think, uh, I mean, you know, we, the Titans are the ones that beat Tom Brady in New England, his last game as a Patriot. Mm-hmm. I mean, they can, going on the road is not a problem for them. No. So. Uh, I, if the Titans are the three seed, I'm fine with it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Two, three, four, doesn't matter. As long as you get that um, first-round home game. Mm-hmm. You know? There you go. And that would be against the Chargers, by the way. Be okay with that, Chargers. Heck, yeah. I, I would definitely like to see the Chargers in here. We've had some issues with the Chargers in the past, but uh, different, completely different teams. Yeah, different regimes. Yep. Yeah. I think there was a game in London, was there not? There was a game in London. There was a playoff game several years ago. Uh, that may have been Marcus, or maybe before Marcus. But yeah, there've there've been a few disappointments with the Chargers, but mm-hmm. it's completely different. We got about two minutes left, and I just got to say this: Penny Hardaway was scared of the Vols. Don't be scared. He didn't want to play. He did not want the smoke. What was the official um, 
They said COVID, but there was a party held the night before, and we're pretty sure that some Memphis players partook a little much and woke up not feeling great. Of course, Captain Chaos over here. No, that's no, that's, that's, that's a pretty pretty well substantiated claim. <laughs> oh, I don't doubt that there was a party and that they probably overdid it. <laughs> Whether or not you lean on COVID as your excuse not oh, to play. Oh, it's exactly what they did. And here's the thing, and and this is my favorite quote from Rick Barnes. He basically said, "If you if you're in the SEC an SEC play, and you cancel within 48, is it 48 hours? I think it is 48. Then it's a forfeit. It's a forfeit. So <clears throat> Vols two, Vols one, Memphis zero. And if you had took Memphis in the points, expect your money soon. <laughs> um." <laughs> You know, and that happened. I I don't know what time it, it came down, but I had some friends that that were just about to pay to park, and people oh, wow. were telling them that hey, Memphis has has canceled. And you know, Rick Barnes held a scrimmage for those that were actually in the building. They mm-hmm. were not allowed to be in the building. They were then escorted out of the building, and the only people who were allowed to stay were family. Really, it was just family. Yep. Oh wow. They they the ushers were told to get everybody out of the building, so didn't even get the chance to to watch the scrimmage. But anyway, Penny, why are you scared? Don't be scared. Be scared. Thanks for hanging out with us on Reaction Monday, folks. It's been a pleasure. We will come back tomorrow. Same bad time, same bad channel. And we'll talk more football and basketball and everything else. So we appreciate you guys hanging out with us. For Mo Patton and JP Plant, I'm Chris Yow saying have a great day and stay cool, Columbia. Cool,